Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. And uh, I'm uh, doing a podcast interview via Zoom uh, with my brother, Niles Graham, out in uh, the Sacramento, California area. Welcome, Niles. Thank you, Brian. And uh, if you guys remember, Niles was the the young man who we uh, we caught Niles right as he was joining a journey group. And uh, he was a fresh recruit, and we kind of got his perspective. We did a podcast interview to get his perspective of of why he was joining, and maybe any baggage he was bringing into the group, or any perspectives. and And then uh, he happened to come to our leadership summit in September, and we were able to interview Niles, interview you again. And you had just done your your first extended prayer time, where you read the Prayer Cottage book and got to talk about uh, the letter that that you wrote or that Papa wrote to you. Uh, uh, which is pretty cool. I think we even read it on the on on air. And by the way, you can find any of these uh, podcasts we did before if you just go into our website or the podcast page and search Niles Graham, and you'll you'll find the other two uh, podcasts we interviewed. But um, but anyway, we wanted to track uh, Niles all the way through the process. So Niles, you just had your your second extended prayer time or extended retreat that we do in the journey, which is all about. Uh, understanding your spiritual gifts. You know, you, you go through a time of understanding who the Holy Spirit is. First, you go through. So since we've talked to you, you've gone through the section where you learn about what is abiding, you know, and discipline, pruning, sifting, deepening, um, and then how all that is geared for fruit production, you know, that he wants to bear fruit through us, you know, in us first, and then he wants to use us to bear fruit in others. So I want to, I want to, in a minute, I want to hear a little bit about, you know, what you've been learning about that, about yourself. Um, and then you start learning about the Holy Spirit, which is a, a new, new for some people, uh, maybe not for some, uh, for a lot of people though, there's just some churches, I guess, shy away from the Holy Spirit because he's so mysterious in, in some respects. So, but you can't understand the gifts of the spirit and the fruits of the spirit if you don't know who the spirit is. Right. So, uh, right. Yeah, so we had you got to learn a little bit about that, and then we go away for a half day, and we we uh, share we do a little spiritual gift assessment, and everybody shares the results of that, and then we get to kind of affirm each other in our gifts, and then go dedicate our gifts. So I, I shared all that not for your benefit, Niles, but for our audience who, if someone's listening and they have no clue what the journey is all about, I just kind of want to bring everybody to where we are. So. Uh, so, so Niles, let's, so let's talk a little bit about the last three months or so since uh, the summit and uh, talk about maybe some of the things you've been learning and growing in on the journey. How's it going? And, and uh, just, so just jump in wherever you feel, feel inspired at the moment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, you know, recently the last section we spent on was the Holy Spirit and then gifts of the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Spirit. Um for me personally, I've heard of the term Holy Spirit before, and I knew it was something that God gave to us. But I really didn't understand the um, level of responsibility and the level 
of uh, connection that we actually can have with the Holy Spirit through an abiding relationship. Um, you know, going through that section of journey really taught me that in order to do the works or serve God how he wants us to, we really have to rely and be dependent on the Holy Spirit because without him, we, we are pretty much useless. We're, you know, we're an empty vessel. And if we allow that to be build, filled with the Holy Spirit and just allow him to work through us, you just kind of start seeing things that fall into place around you. Um, and one of the main things I really learned about was praying to the Holy Spirit, um, which was a new concept for me. I've never, I've ever prayed to the Holy Spirit before. I, I just, it was never anything that I learned except for through the journey. Mm -hmm. um, and so with, with learning that I've started to pray and ask the Holy Spirit for certain things um, as well as, as God, but, this is kind of, you know, if I back up for a second, you know, God, the Holy Spirit in Christ, it's all one. Right. Which is hard sometimes for us to wrap our heads around. But if we could just accept that um, and realize that when we're praying to the Holy Spirit, we're still praying to God and we're still praying to Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit is what God gave us as a tool, as a connection when Christ gave his life for us so that we could still have guidance from our heavenly father while we're here on this fallen world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, God, the father, you know, and, and he sent his son, Jesus. And then Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm going to send one to you basically who will complete the work, you know, saying that he would send the Holy spirit. And, uh, yeah. And, and there's a, there's a big list of the, descriptions of the Holy Spirit in, in our manual that we journal through on one of the sessions. And um, one of the ones that really stuck with me was when he's called the Spirit of Christ. So this is, this is G, the Holy Spirit is Jesus Spirit, you know, and so it's, and we always talk about, do you have Jesus in your heart or Jesus within you and all that? Well, that's the Holy Spirit within us. But, but you're right, I think a lot of people have no clue. They think, the Holy Spirit's some mystical, a mist or a vapor or a ghost or something like that. Right, right. Well, you know, when you bring that up, um, I too, I, I mean, that, I mean, that name I love. And I think it goes to kind of, you know, I was journaling, so I, I'm going to back up. So I was journaling about the Holy Spirit and how when we give ourselves to God and we become, you know, we get baptized and we get the gift of the Holy Spirit, we still sin, but we start to have a, a kind of like a moral compass, you know, and I, I, I started writing this down and it, I just ended up writing maybe a page or so about it. And I call it the heart conscience. And I actually, I think I might've sent that to you guys uh, on the group chat that we do. Um, mm -hmm. But the heart conscience, that's really, that's Christ himself living inside of us, guiding us through life for his will to get accomplish his purpose, because without him, Without the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't be able to do any of that. And that's mm -hmm. what helps us to live that abiding relationship with Christ and to please him and make him happy. And the love that we're supposed to have, I know for me, I couldn't have until I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Because as a human, I don't know how to love unconditionally. I thought I did until mm -hmm. I felt the love of Christ. And I realized, uh, no, I, I actually got this love thing all wrong. But through him... I'm able to love others and others able to see that love, not because of who I am, but because they see the Christ in my heart. 
Yeah, you know, I was just reading John 15 this morning because my group's in that section about learning about John 15 and about abiding and all that. And it says the branch, you know, he's the vine, we're the branches. It says the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. You know, so you have, we have to have help. And, and if you think about fruits as, as we teach in the journey, if you will, I don't like to use the word teach, but as we share in the journey, um, fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. We can't bear those things by ourselves. And this is to your point, I think. We have to have the Holy Spirit as we abide. The Holy Spirit is coming alive in our life and bringing, manifesting those things in our life. Right, right. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what my point is, is the Holy Spirit brings all these alive in your life. And that's how uh, we fulfill his His law. That's, the, you know, the, the law that we speak of, you know, the Ten Commandments or what the Bible speaks of. That's how we fulfill it is through love, but not the type of love that we have, the love that Christ has, which refers back to what the journey is all about, which is finding how to have this abiding relationship with God, which is communication. It's talking with him on a daily basis. It's reading his instructions for our life. You know, the Bible is our, is our life source. And when we separate from the Bible, we don't get into it like we should sometimes. And I'm guilty of it myself. Life tends to get a little bit harder. You start noticing, you know, you might get a little grumpy or you're not loving like you should. And it's because we don't have that close connection with the Holy Spirit like we had had when we were talking with God every day or reading his word every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can kind of, you really feel it if you, if you step away or if you, if you pull back from God or right. if you, or if we let sin into our life for something that gets in the way of our relationship, you definitely feel that separation and you feel almost like power leaving you or something, you know, it's, it's strange. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so let me, let me, so I just want to back up when, you know, in the, in the abiding part, uh, we, we, we talk about, you know, if you, if you have sin in your life, then the, God will intervene and discipline you to help you, you know, get rid of that sin, you know, so, so there could be pain that comes in your life and it could be discipline. Uh, sometimes you're feeling pain in your life and it's not discipline because you don't really see any willful sin in your life. And in that case, you might be being pruned where he's just trying to bear more fruit out of you. Um, and then some, some are being prepared for a greater ministry and he's, he's might be letting you go through a sifting period where he's really, really stripping some things away to just for your own good, for, for you'll be more useful for his kingdom, you know? So when you were going through that, did you identify any of that that you were going through you think, or even still today? I, I did. Um, you know, uh, Dave Eichner and I were talking about the pruning and the sifting uh, quite a few times during this this uh, section of the journey because there have been some things that um, I do feel God has been pruning me um, quite a bit lately um, with things that have come up in my life and kind of really teaching me how to handle situations, um, which is to run back to him when, the, when there's something that, you know, we can't answer in our life or something that um, is become apparent in our life that there's an issue going on, where do we turn? Do we turn to, you know, go watch TV or, you know, to drinking or to friends or, or, or whoever or whatever to kind of 
solve that issue, deal with it, or do we turn to who we're supposed to, who has all the answers, which is our father. Um, and with that, I've been able to turn to him. And, you know, when I got back from, uh, from the uh, summit, I actually ended up getting COVID, um, which you know about. And that was a time that I don't want to go through it again because it was horrible. <laughs> but that was a time I'm actually really thankful. Even to this day, I'll say thank I'm thankful that God allowed that to happen because it drew me even closer to him because all I had was to be able to rely on him and my brothers who are my brothers in Christ with him. So it, it, it showed me how remarkable not only is he, but the people who actually abide with the Lord are and how they carry you along the way when you're at times where you really lose a sense of um, striving, you know, for life to where you're just, you're down now. You're like, man, how can anything get any worse? And it's you men who carried me through this time um, through the Lord. Mm. So it sounds like maybe uh, he was pruning your perspective. You know, he's kind of like helping or shaping your perspective a little bit, you know, your, of what this, Christian walks all about, you know, in Christian community and, and, you know, and, and helping you have an awareness of maybe of things you used to go to as your, as your go-to escapes or your go-to pacifiers, if you will, you know, to soothe yourself. You know I mean? You know, we all have that. Right. And the, you know, so. No, I think you hit the nail on the head, Brian. Um, I think he was pruning me for that, that purpose, you know, as growing up and, you know, this, um, and I spoke about on the previous podcast, you know, this, the congregation or being at church is relatively new for me um, because of how I grew up. And so I never relied on other brothers or sisters to get me through anything. It was always me and, you know, talking with God, but not to get off track too much, but my relationship with God was different as well. So through the process that I went through with this illness, who I had to directly rely on brothers and sisters to lift me up, you know, praying and um, talking about scripture and listening to worship songs and just emails from you checking on me and, and texts and stuff. You guys lift me up and that really opened up my eyes and said, hey, you, you can't do this alone. God wants us to be part of a larger body, to be part of the body of Christ. And mm. that involves what you guys brought to light through, you know, or what God brought to light through you men is that we need to rely on each other because we lift each other up and it makes our sufferings easier. Yeah. Yeah. By ourselves. Well, you know, that's a pretty good segue into kind of when you get into the spiritual gifts, you know, the, it, it becomes clear as some of the verses that we read about the spiritual gifts in the new Testament that Paul, mostly Paul's letters. Um, he says, we're given these gifts to edify the body, you know, that like we're one body, many parts, and we all have some role to play to fulfill the body of Christ. Right. And so, uh, and so if everybody uses those gifts and plays it, it's a beautiful thing. It's like a symphony or, you know, it's like an orchestra, you know, coming together. So, um, so tell me what your top three or so spiritual gifts came out to be. So my top spiritual gift is faith, okay. which, um, I know in my heart it is. I, you know, I before taking a test, I I never looked at it that way. But after taking 
and just talking with God. Because one of the things we do after we do our spiritual gifts uh, assessment is we dedicate them to the Lord mm -hmm. and uh, pray on them. And so after doing that, I really saw that my faith is strong. I mean, I have no doubt in my mind who he is. Um, and I, I, I look to the Bible for, for any answers to questions that I have in life. Um, and I, I think that by my faith, I'm able to help pick others up that might be suffering a little bit, and, and which is fine because we're all at different walks in our faith. Right. Um, so I found out that was my number one. My number two is discernment. Uh, my number two uh, never it didn't surprise me because I've talked with people before in the past. In fact, my wife's one of the ones that tells me, you know, you can just kind of tell when there's a spiritual battle or or when there's just there's something not good. There's something evil or worldly about it, either mm. situation or person. Um, um, so that one didn't surprise me. And then my uh my third one was they were kind of intertwined together or entwined together was prophecy um and teaching which i think the prophecy the teaching and the faith all kind of go hand in hand um they complement each other mm -hmm. uh, but uh I, prophecy surprised me i never thought of myself in that that way before um so so i'm just curious to uh you know, see how this works out. Just sitting back now that I know him, I'm able to speak with God and the Holy Spirit about it and ask him to use the gifts that he's given me for his will, for, for the betterment of his kingdom, um, which I think it really is important key to point out that, you know, doing this in the journey group um, is huge because if you don't know what gifts that God has given you, how are you going to use them for his, for his purpose? Whereas mm -hmm. now that you know, you could pray about it and you get these little situations where God or the Holy Spirit will guide you and you're able to use them for the good versus just having them or not even knowing that you have them and kind of become stagnant. If, if you, you know, if I may say in, in, in your relationship with God, because it's always progressing. It's always moving forward. Once mm -hmm. we think that we know God or that we're, you know, as close to him as possible, I think that's where us as humans tend to fall short because this is a never ending. Uh, this, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. This is, I'm keeping on this pace until I come before Christ and mm -hmm. I get to see him and, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, the thought of it is just, you know, I, it gives me chills. Um, but yeah, so I, I think using that spiritual gift test that we do throughout the journey was really helpful um, to know how we can better use and serve uh, our King. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we, we, it's just, it's just a tool to try to help people kind of get an idea of what they might be. But then we also, um, we believe in, uh, God will demonstrate it like, you know, it through personal experience, he'll show you, he'll validate them through your life. But the other thing is um, through confirmation in the body of Christ. So the other, that, that's why we do that time where the other guys in the group, or like you mentioned already, your wife and other people would say something, yeah, I see that in you or, or whatever. Um, but I wanted to touch on something about in the, you know, we talk about in the journey that, um, you know, when you become a believer, 
he gives you, when you become a believer in Christ, he sends you his spirit. That, that happens at the same time. So the spirit has all the gifts. Um, and then, but he has certain ones he wants to, wants to use people for, in particular ways. Um, but one thing we really make a connection on in the journey is that if you're not abiding in Christ, your spiritual gifts may not be enabled or, you know, empowered, if you will. And so I was going to ask you if you've noticed an empowering of your gifts through the journey as you've started to learn how to abide and how to walk closer with him. Have you noticed an empowering of your gifts, perhaps? I have. I have. I, I completely have. Um, and, and the way you said it put it perfect is, you know, God, you know, promises to get the Holy Spirit, you know, when you get baptized, you know, it's, it's the death and the resurrection of Christ. Um, and, uh, you know, baptism symbolizes that. And it brings me back to think about when, you know, uh, Jesus was baptized and mm -hmm. God said, you know, you're my son who I'm pleased with. And it was like the Holy Spirit descended upon him. And for me, that, that always stuck out. But um, we're given this gift, but that doesn't mean that we're automatically go out and just start, you know, making disciples for the Lord. We have to continue abiding in him because on our own, these gifts are useless. We might know what they are. We might have them at this point, but on our own, they're useless. It's through that abiding relationship that we're empowered through the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit's use of these gifts um, that draws people to, to, to God. It's not our own use because mm -hmm. all the glory goes to God. It, you know, if we were able to do it on our own, then we can get egos. We can start tooting our own horns. And that's not what it's about. It's about raising up God and glorifying him for everything he's done for us. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, I, I just thought I'd point out that just an example, uh, in the very first journey group that Rocky led back in 20 years ago, one of the guys had the gift of faith. And he was a business owner's number one, your number one's faith. So I thought I'd bring this up. So Rocky finished that group and he was just ready to just go get seven or eight more guys and goes to go do it again. That's all he was planning on doing. And the guy who had the gift of faith sit, grabbed Rocky and said, Rocky, this thing's way bigger than you understand. This is this is the beginning of a movement. You know, we've got to get your notes you know, together into a curriculum, you know, and he, so, so the guy with the gift of faith was spurring Rocky on, you know, in this way, and look what's happened now, 20 years later, you know, I mean, it's just crazy to, to think, and, and the other, you mentioned discernment, Rocky definitely has the gift of a discernment, and so through the years, he's been able to, to maneuver through things and see things where the, the devil would try to come in and try to get influencers off course, or, you know, or divide us in some way or whatever. He's always had these little discernment flags that go up, you know, and, and he sees that. So, so, but he's always been wise. Rocky's always been wise to get people around him that have different gifts that he doesn't have as the, as I, the example, the guy with the gift of faith who, who really fanned the flame for getting things started, you know, so you just see how the body works together. And I like the way you said it, it's not for our glory. It's for God's glory. All of it, you know, and, and and the gifts draw people to Christ, not necessarily us. It's more our gifts draw them to Christ. I like the way you said that as well. Well, and, you know, you brought up, uh, you know, being around people that have different gifts. And, and again, I think that goes back to where we, you know, it's kind of like a football game or a baseball, right? We have to work with each other in order to 
lack of a better term, say win. But for this, this is a purpose to work for the greater glory of the Lord, not to win, uh-huh. um, but just to try to give a, a paint a picture of it. And so with we know our spiritual gifts and then we know somebody else's. Um, if we need something, you know, like like Dave, you know, Dave Eichner, he has a spiritual gift of uh, teaching. Um, uh, the gentleman Paul in my, in my group, he has a, a spiritual gift of knowledge and teaching. Well, I know what my limitations are. So if I come across something to where a person, uh, I'll give an example, my uncle, you know, he, uh, you know, doesn't believe in God a whole lot. You know, he knows there's one, but he says that, you know, he's more versed, versus spending more time with the devil than with God. Well, I was able to talk with him a little bit. And he's thinking about, you know, reaching out to some way and trying to learn more about the Lord. Well, I know, and I already talked with, you know, Dave and stuff about this is that's not my, you know, gift. That's not my, in my tool belt. So I know who I can reach to so that that person, so that my uncle doesn't fall through the loophole because I could present it completely wrong. I'm going to give them over to Dave or somebody else that has that spiritual gift because they're going to be able to do it much better than I can. And Mm -hmm. that's what. God means when, you know, we come back together as a body of Christ to use all of our spiritual gifts for, for the greater good. So if we, you know, share our gifts together, we become stronger as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like to think about, you know, we're all called to be able to be willing to share the good news of Christ. But there's some people who have the gift of evangelism and it's like they can't help themselves. I mean, they're like it's oozing out of them, no matter if they're at a restaurant or, you know, they're just evangelizing all the time and they don't even know it, that they're doing it really, you know, um, it just comes out. So uh, that's how all the gifts are. You know, when, when you have that gift, you just, it's just, it, it's almost easy. I mean, it's just, cause you just, it's a gift, right? You have it. So. Well, it's not our own doing. It's the Holy Spirit. So like you're saying, it just comes out that we don't really have control <laughs> when we use the gifts or not. It's up to him. Yeah. Yeah. Our job is to abide and let him just flow through us, you know, and as he would would do that. So, well, um, one other kind of just, we just got a few minutes, Niles, but uh, uh, one cool thing is you were telling me that you're taking some classes on the Bible and, and wanting to grow in your knowledge of the the word. And so what, what prompted all that? Um, Well, that was actually prompted uh, after the leadership summit uh, that, you know, uh, in September that I went to with you guys, uh-huh. spent a lot of time with uh, with Papa out there, and I just had when I got back. It was actually the weekend I got back. Uh, two days later, um, I signed up for for uh, for school again, and signed up for Bible college. Got accepted, and you ever get that burning desire inside of you, and you don't always know what's telling you to do it. You don't know why, but it's something that never leaves your mind. I feel that's the Holy Spirit. It's it's that burning desire that it's like, okay, this is constantly on my mind. This I don't know why I'm going to take Bible school or why I'm doing this, but that's the route I'm going to go. And that's where my faith and my trust comes in because I don't know if God's going to lead me to doing seminaries or become a pastor or if this is just to deepen my roots into the Bible and the foundation of what the Bible is based on but I'm trusting that the Lord's leading me. And so I'm taking right now, I'm taking uh, the commentary on the book of Romans and then uh, encouraging, or I'm sorry, encountering the old Testament, which Mm. is phenomenal. Um, And then, you know, I'm going to continue down this path and just keep signing up until the Lord tells me differently or leads me on a different path. So 
10 or 15 years ago, would you have ever thought you'd be taking Bible classes? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though. You just made me think of something. Uh, my wife brought up maybe a month or two into the journey. Um, we were outside talking about, you know, what we did that night. And she looked at me, she goes, you know, she goes, I never thought I'd be married to a pastor. Well, that just went right over my head. Never, you know, made two cents with that, you know, that comment she said. And now it's kind of like, hmm, I'm thinking about what she said. Was there something that she knew before I knew because God put it on her heart? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what an amazing uh, story, though, of, you know, knowing from where you came from and some of the tough things you had to endure and all that and, and just how faithful God is and and how how you've been faithful, you know, too, to press into him and and not let those other things, you know, not to let the devil get a foothold. Right. Just, you know, shedding him and moving toward Christ, which is uh, so cool. Cool to see. Right, right. Well, and one thing I touched on, you brought up that I was thinking about earlier that I forgot to say was, you know, the gift of discernment and you're talking about Rocky has that and, and, and one of the things that um, I've come to kind of develop through knowing that discernment gift and just listening to Holy Spirit is when things start happening in life, what voice am I listening to? Am I listening to my worldly voice? Am I listening to the little things that Satan's putting in my mind or you know, he's piling on me so that, you know, I feel overwhelmed and I'm pushing away from the Lord, or am I listening to my heart, the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit's guiding me or calling me to do? Um, and I think that's where discernment actually plays a role in it as well, because you're able, I was just telling my wife the other day, you know, I, I know what this is. It's, it's a battle. In fact, I think I was talking to you about it as well. Um, it, last few days I've had, you know, anxiety about stuff because I've just, I've been piled on and, it was one of those things to where I got nothing done. Um, it was a waste of a day. But I was able to realize that it was Satan trying to pressure me or get me away from being able to concentrate on my studies, concentrate on the word of God. And once I was able to realize that, it was easy to go to God and you pray about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of getting back to the basics, getting back to the basics of, of abiding, you know, and pressing into him, seeking him first, right? Um, you know, and, and you're you're heading into the the last part of the journey, and, and it really the whole last part is all about living it out. So what you know, once you start understanding abiding and what your spiritual gifts are, now what do you do with all that, right? And so you're you're gonna be pressing in, which we always do a reminder of Gabe's principles of influence. You know, that Gabe is was somebody who's who who sought the Lord every morning. He was an abider. You know, he, he would abide with Christ throughout the day. And he lived it out, first to his wife, second to his kids, and third to his world, you know. And so so this is the area you're heading into uh, to really chew on and think about. And you even said it earlier, like, I'm not sure why he gave me all these gifts or what, you know, what what's coming next, you know. Um, but, you know, it's going to be good if it's from the Lord, right? And um so it's going to be fun to kind of keep tracking to see what God does in your life. And pretty amazing that you're, you know, he's putting in you the desire to maybe, maybe even be a pastor, you know, and, and of course we're all pastors, we're all ministers, but he, but maybe he's calling you to a, maybe a professional minister. Who knows? Right. Yeah. I have no idea where he's leading me. And no, no, I agree with you. We're all, we're all, you know, pastors. In fact, I was just reading a scripture, how the, uh, in the Bible earlier, they were talking about how God's going to make us all priests and stuff. Yeah. And, um, 
we all are, but I don't know where it's leading me. Um, like you said, maybe professionally, maybe uh, going to talk to men in prisons. It, it's He's given me more knowledge for a reason. And I'm okay with not knowing that reason, but yeah. that's where, you know, the trust that the going through the journey has taught me with that, you know, that full abandonment of just letting go and allowing God to steer you. Um, one of the conversations Rocky I had before at the summit, which put it best to me, and it still stands out in my mind is uh, that song uh, by Carrie Underwood, Jesus take the will. And yep. Rocky basically said, do you want to be the one driving and Jesus is in the backseat kind of trying to guide you. And sometimes you go, sometimes you don't, <laughs> or do you want to be one in the backseat and just let Jesus drive? And that's what, you know, I'm choosing is I'll be in the backseat. I'll let him drive because he knows better for me than I know for me. That's right. That's right. And that's a huge breakthrough when you figure that out, you know, so, and it's counterintuitive and it's hard for men in particular to let go because we want to be in, we want to be in control. want to be in charge. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, Hey, um, we're out of time, Niles, but uh, man, I I see a, uh, I see a real maturity in you. I mean, since I first met you and we did the first interview and I see, I see growth. I mean, I see fruit in you, you know, growing, you know, the fruit of the spirit in you and, all that. So I'm proud of you and uh, glad you're staying the course. And uh, it's going to be fun just to kind of see touch base with you one more time after your commencement and uh, give us a few more reflections on what, what you've learned and all that. So, uh, but thanks for sharing. And I encourage everyone out there to be praying for Niles and uh, on his journey. And uh, I know you're going to finish strong. So. Thank you, brother. It's good to see you. And it's good chatting with you again. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, this is the Influencers Network podcast, and uh, we do these podcasts just to keep, you know, uh, pointing you guys toward your own abiding relationship with Christ, but also love to tell stories and have testimonies of, of real life people out there who are being transformed just like Niles. So uh, you, I mentioned uh, we've done two other interviews with Niles. You can find those on influencers.org. And we have under resources, we have a podcast page and there's all sorts of uh, recordings we've done. Uh, Rocky and I have done quite a few. Rocky's shared a lot of wisdom and uh, a lot of other interviews that we've done. So you can find all those out there or anywhere you watch uh, podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google, Apple, they're all out there on, on those as well. So uh, anyway, um, uh, if you have any questions or anything, we'd be glad to help you here at the home office too. You can you can contact me through the website as well, influencers.org. So anyway, I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, and I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.